Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Flawed Podcast. It's Sam, and I'm so happy you're listening. So it's like mid-February, if you're listening to this when this is released, and I feel like right now is about that time where the gas pedal is no longer pressed to the metal. Like that power and momentum and fire of January 2020, new year, new you, new year, new business, new year, new body, like all of that stuff has kind of fizzled. Now, if that's the case, and you're like me and you're a multifaceted, multi-passionate entrepreneur, or maybe you're just a busy mom who has a shit ton of stuff going on, or you're a dancer who's doing a side hustle and auditioning and you're, and you're working the side businesses, you're doing all the things, or maybe you're working the nine to five, but you got your passion project that you're fitting in at night after you go to the gym, after you, you know, do everything else that you have to do because you're also in a relationship. Like we're all busy people. And I want us to A, let go of the term busy and just say we're in demand. But if you are one of those people, you don't want the gas pedal to be slowed down. Like you still want momentum and you still want that fire going so that you can build and create and cultivate all the things that you want, right? So today, that's why we are talking about 10 hacks for productivity. How do you become the most efficient, most productive, staying focused on the goal? How do you actually do that when it's the middle of February, when you want to like get cozy, if you're, especially if you're on the East Coast and it's like winter and cold and gross out, in California, it's been like chilly. I know people are like mad at me for saying it's chilly at 50 degrees, but you know, it's that time when people just want to sit back and chill. And I'm here to remind you that you have goals. And if you are in a season of growth, then you've got to keep your eyes on the prize. You've got to keep working and stay focused and maybe check in with your productivity. How can it be enhanced? Does it need a little bit of love? And today that's what we're going to talk about. So number one, I want you to let go of perfection. The first productivity hack is let go of perfection. Done is better than perfect. How many times have you sat in analysis paralysis because the Instagram post wasn't perfect or because the email newsletter that you had to go out like didn't have the right images or you weren't sure of how to reach out to people in your network marketing business and you just get stuck in this pattern of like, well, is it right? It's not perfect. I don't know if I can do this. And then you spiral and you don't end up doing anything. So if you're not taking action, you are not stepping closer to those goals. So let go of perfection. Stop letting it stop you. I mean, when you get stuck in that analysis paralysis, it's that crazy spiral and it's not serving you. Done is better than perfect because you know what? If it's bad, quote unquote, if something, you know, you make a mistake, if you fall flat on your face, guess what? You learn something. So how can you fail faster? If you're getting no's, if you're failing, if you're making mistakes, that means you're learning, which means you're growing, which means ultimately you're getting closer to your goals. But if you're stuck in inaction and not doing anything because you're afraid you're not going to be perfect, well, sis, you're never going to achieve your goals. 
So number one is let go of perfection. I know easier said than done, but if you need some support on that, go read Mel Robbins' five second rule. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Post the thing. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Ask the guy out on a date. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Start the nutrition program. Like do the thing, jump in, and you can handle whatever comes your way. Whatever mistakes, whatever consequences, you'll handle it. You'll handle it. So number one, let go of perfection. Number two, Use a journal, use a whiteboard, get your ideas, get your to-do list out of your brain and onto something, onto paper, onto the whiteboard, onto the notes in your phone. It will help you organize and actually see, I'm a very visual person, I like to see what it is that I need to do. So I will make different lists if you're like me and you've got a bunch of different things going on. I will make a list for my network marketing company. I will make my list for my coaching business. I will make my list for my personal life. I will make my list for what needs to happen with Murphy. I will make my different list so that I can um, prioritize, so I can arrange, so I can see really what it is that I have to get done. And then I prioritize what are the top five things that I need to get done today. And then those things must happen first. The thing that I don't want to do that has to get done, that's going to be first on my list. So the thing that's like the thing that you would procrastinate on, get that done first, get the hardest thing done first. That way the rest of your day will be easy. If for you working out is a challenge, get that done first, get it out of your way. If, you know, writing a chapter for your book is the hardest thing that you keep procrastinating and pushing off, do that first, do it first, get the hard stuff done, make your list of five and make it only five. Don't say that you've got to get a hundred things done today because you're probably not going to. So make that list of five, but get it out so you can see it, so you can cross it off and then you can see visually what else can be moved to tomorrow? What can be moved to next week? What, you know, where can you prioritize your time? Number three, set a time limit. So when I was beginning my um, like business entrepreneur journey, I remember hearing, I don't remember if it was a podcast or if it was like a YouTube video, but this idea that given a container of time, you will, your work will fill up the container of time that you give it. So if I give myself one hour to get a task done, it'll take an hour. If I give myself four hours to get a task done, I will somehow find a way for it to take four hours. And that might include, you know, like going for a bathroom break and like checking my Instagram and, you know, responding to a message. But like, if I only give myself one hour and make it a power hour, then I am most likely going to get that done because it's going to be laser focused and I only have an hour to get it done. So, and this was coming from someone that was working a nine to five that was in corporate. And he was saying like, if you have an eight hour workday, it's going to take you eight hours to get your work done. But what if you only had a four hour workday? And most of you probably don't have that much time for your passion projects and your side businesses because you all are busy people. You all work nine to fives. You all work multiple jobs. So you have to be efficient with your time. So set a time limit. When I was going through my coaching program, I loved this um, speaker who I can't remember her name right now, but she was talking about 15 minute chunks of time. And I forget the way that she said it, but basically she said, look, if you create this task, say you have a task that's going to take you two hours and that might be cleaning out your closet. You are less likely to spend the two hours cleaning out your closet. You probably just keep pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off and not actually doing it versus if you were to break it up into 15 minute chunks, 15 minute time slots. So maybe on Monday you do 15 minutes and you just organize your shoes. And then Tuesday you take 15 minutes and you just organize your shirts. 
The next day, 15 minutes to do your pants. The next day, 15 minutes to do your sweaters. The next day, 15 minutes to take stuff out for goodwill. And then the next day, 15 minutes to do, you know, whatever else you have left to do in there. Well, that's two hours of time. If I did math right, if I said enough things, that's two hours of time that you split up, but you were so laser focused in those 15 minutes that you got it done. But that two hours felt very intimidating. And who wants to spend two hours on a Saturday when you could be relaxing, right? But instead, breaking up into those 15 minute power time slots will allow you to get things done. And I am such a big fan of this, especially for anyone in network marketing. Like, this is the, one of the best ways. How can you take 15 minutes and make it the most efficient, productive 15 minutes? That is like my favorite thing to do because. Look, no one wants to spend an extra five hours. No one wants another nine to five. No one wants more time and more stress added into their life. So how do you make little chunks of time the most efficient? Sometimes we say do it in the nooks and crannies of your, of your day, but I don't think that that is actually really a great way to prioritize your time because that feels like you just kind of fit it in. Like when you're at the grocery store in line, you just respond to some messages. I really like to say schedule in the 15 minutes Make it power 15 minute, minute, minute blah, blah, blah. make it power 15 minutes, make it a power hour if that's what you have or a power half hour and get your stuff done. Which brings me to my next productivity hack. Turn off your damn social media, turn off the TV and focus on what you got to focus on. I'm <laughs> like, I mean, this is like the easiest one, but it's also crazily the hardest one I think for people. We are so... Um, like ADHD today, we have so many things coming at us from TV to your computer, even on your computer, you've got your text messages coming through. You've got Instagram messages coming through on your Apple watch, like turn it off, either turn off all your notifications. You might want to turn off your phone. Maybe you go on airplane mode while you get your work done. For me, when I have emails to send and text messages to send, I turn off everything so I can't have anything incoming and I can just get out everything that I need to get out and it's my focus time to send out the information that I need to send out. Because the second you look to see, oh, who commented on that post or you look to see that new email that just came in, I forget the actual statistic, but it takes your brain like five to seven minutes to come back to the task at hand. So that time that it takes for you to refocus is really going to take away from your productivity. It's going to take away from that efficiency. And if you want to achieve those goals, whether it's your health, your fitness, your relationship, your finance, like you need that specific time. So turn off and take away distractions. That might mean going to a coffee shop so you can get away from your kids for a half an hour and you get your work done there. That might mean deleting your social media apps from nine to five, well, you wanna get other things done during the day. That I used to do that actually. I would do my post in the morning for Instagram and then I would delete it until 5 p.m. and then I could go back on and comment and respond and do stories. And that helped me stop the mindless scrolling and the mindless checking of my Instagram. It was like, it became one of those things where like I would just, instead of just being in the moment and like looking around myself or staying in what I was doing, I would just mindlessly grab my phone and click my email or mindlessly grab my phone and check my Instagram. Even when I didn't want to, it just became this habit. So take away the distractions, take away the TV. Like imagine if you have big goals and I'm talking, 
health goals. I'm talking financial goals. I'm really talking to you network marketers. I'm really talking to you people that want to be working out, but you say you're too busy to. Are you wasting time on social? Are you spending time watching Netflix? Like, yes, I'm all for relaxation and I'm going to get to that. However, you have to say no so you can say yes. You have to say no to the extra things, the distractions, so you can say yes to your goals and you can say yes to your dreams that are going to come true when you have that financial freedom, when you have the time freedom. So turn it off. Just turn it off. Imagine how much more time you'd have. Imagine what else you can get done. Can you spend that time reading a personal development book? Can you spend that time listening to a podcast that's going to serve you rather than watching five hours of TV? Just saying, I'm calling you out, but really it's you calling yourself out. I'm just a mirror for you. (laughs) But I want to come to the next point, which is number five, which is multitask when appropriate. So maybe you are someone that's like dying because you love The Bachelor. You just absolutely love it, but you really got to get your workout in. Well, sis, maybe you take yourself to the gym, you get on that treadmill or that Stairmaster, and you watch The Bachelorette or The Bachelor while you're doing some cardio. Now, this isn't going to work all the time because I feel like there's times when you can multitask and then there's times when you cannot multitask. So number five is multitask when appropriate. This might look like for me, I really like to do some of my catch-up calls with my business partners while I'm walking my dog. I get to take Murphy out, which I got to do multiple times a day. I get to change up the energy. I feel like me going outside, getting in the fresh air, getting some vitamin D from the sun, and being able to be productive on a phone call, it, it like checks off so many things for me and it feels really good. Um, when else can you multitask? Maybe if you're one of those Netflix babes who's like, I love um, you know, Sons of Anarchy because you're like binge watching that. Maybe you watch that while you meal prep. So you're getting something done that you need to do like meal prepping, which might not be super fun, but you can have your Netflix binge on while you're doing that. Or maybe you're listening to a podcast while you prep your food or while you're in the shower getting ready in the morning, maybe you're putting the podcast on. So I think there's definitely times that multitasking is appropriate. And then number six, don't multitask when not appropriate. (laughs) I know that's like, wait, what, Sam? That that, that goes against what you just said. So you need to know yourself. You need to get in there and say, okay, is this something that's really going to serve me? Is multitasking going to serve me in this moment or is it not? And there's going to be a lot of times when it's not going to serve you. Like when you're out on a date with your significant other, you should not be on your cell phone responding to your Instagram messages and saying, oh, it's work. I've got to work right now. Because if you were a tax person, if you were a CPA, you would not on a date with your significant other whip out your tax books and say, hey, hang on, I just gotta, uh, I just gotta go through these numbers real fast. Like, kind of crazy, and I'm so guilty of this, so I'm not calling you out, I'm calling myself out. Um, but how do you get rid of the multitasking where it's not gonna serve you? For me, I need to make my workouts for me. Like that is my time. It is my space. Like I've even told friends and and people at the gym, like when I've got my headphones on, like I don't want to talk about business because this is my time. And while that may seem selfish on the outside for me, it makes me better when I go back to my work because I have given myself that time and space. So for me, I don't like to multitask at the gym. I don't like it when I'm in the middle of my workout. When do I multitask though? I might multitask while I'm stretching. 
I might respond to Instagram messages while I'm rolling out before a workout or when I'm stretching afterwards. I might multitask in when I'm driving somewhere and I am, you know, I'm listening to a song and I'm like, ooh, this is inspiring me to like write an Instagram post. So I might use a voice memo and write, you know, voice write an Instagram post while I'm driving. Um, I might multitask in line when I'm waiting to mail something at the post office and I'm responding to messages about my business. Those are appropriate times to me to multitask. So you get to decide. And the big question that I like to ask myself is, is this serving me right now? When I am on Zooms with my business partners, I'm absolutely not multitasking. When I'm on my team calls, I'm absolutely not multitasking. When I am going on dates with my man, I better not be multitasking unless it's like an appropriate time that we discuss to do that. Um, so find the times when it's appropriate to multitask and when it's not appropriate to multitask. The next one, do your creative work when you feel inspired. There is nothing worse than seeing someone's Instagram story or reading a post or watching a YouTube video when you feel like it's forced, when you feel like they don't want to be doing it, when you feel like they're not inspired, but they're just doing it because they quote unquote have to. So don't do that. At first, that's like draining and uncomfortable and you're not going to want to do it anyway. So how do you get inspired? For me, that's a dog walk. For me, that's post gym. For me, that might be driving. I might hear a song. You've got to do things when you're inspired. And now busy moms, this kind of goes in with the multitasking and when you're inspired. Look, if you're running a health and wellness business and you are feeding your kids and you're making a meal, that's when you can multitask. That's when you might be inspired to be like, look, this is my real life right now. And here's how I'm making it work. My kids are eating my healthy food and this is how I've made it. You might hop on that Instagram story and share your real life because you're inspired because that's your real life. But if you were to force something and be able, and try to be something you're not and try to force, you know, this is my Instagram cooking show, but I'm really not into cooking, don't do it. But if you're feeling really inspired with your green string, hey, hey, like me, and putting your song on and dancing with your dog, that's when you get to share things because people are going to respond to that. People are going to feel that energy when you're writing a post, when you're writing an email, when you're reaching out to people, when you're on the phone, when you're doing business meetings. You know, anytime that you need to be creative in your work, you've got to find a way to feel inspired. Now, I know some of you are like, yeah, but Sam, I'm not a creative person. And I want to tell you right now, that that is a big old fat lie. You are a creative person. If you go back to when you were a wee little thing and before society told you what you had to be or what you should be or what was right, what was wrong, even if it's not you know, really the truth for you, you used to make believe. You would have tea parties with imaginary friends. You would go on adventures with you know your friends and you would go to have tea parties and you would go on you know, these massive, amazing things where you'd make up and make believe and you would be in a magical place with unicorns and butterflies. Go back to that. How do you find that childlike wonder and bring it into your daily life? And if we go back to that idea of letting go of perfection, you've got to play around with it. You've got to figure out what inspires you. Maybe you need to turn on some great music and you have a dance party. Maybe you need to take a shower and that like releases your work day and then you can get into creative mode for your side hustle. Maybe you need to take a walk around the block so that you can just clear your head. Maybe you need to, I don't know, insert the next thing, go on a, go on a hike, do a workout, play some new music, 
do a meditation, listen to a podcast, do something that's going to get your creative juices flowing. Sometimes you've got to look at inspirational posts on Instagram. Like I have a couple accounts that I like to look at that always inspire me and get me in the right frame of mind. So try to do your creative work when you are inspired. And then the next thing, number eight, is trial and error and knowing yourself. And this all is building on one another. So when we're talking about that working when inspired, you've got to figure out when that is. When can you fit in the work that you've got to get done? Maybe your side hustle isn't actually a lot of creative work, so you don't need to worry about that. But maybe you need to figure out when the best time of day is for you to be most productive. A lot of people are really productive in the morning. Like first thing in the morning, they wake up, they jump up and they're ready to go. And that's like that one to two hours right after they wake up is their most productive time. They're able to be focused. They feel good. They're energized. They've got fresh ideas and that's great. For some people, they're not the best first thing in the morning. They've got to wake up. They've got to have their their cup of coffee or their fizz stick and they need to get a workout in. And then after their workout, then they feel super productive. Some people, it's after 9 p.m. at night because they've got kids. They've got a nine to five. They got to get the kids to bed. And then at nine o'clock, it's finally their time. So you've got to know yourself and you've got to know when am I most productive? Even if it's uncomfortable to wake up 30 minutes earlier, can I try it for a week and see if this can feel better to me. Because look, I am not someone that wants to wake up early and get stuff done. Like I don't, I like to wake up at like 7 a.m. I don't want to wake up at 5.30 or 6. However, if I have big goals and if I want to get my dog walk in and if I want to get stuff done before I go to see clients or before I go to ballet, then I've got to, you know, work with what I like and what feels comfortable versus what I know is going to serve me. So be honest with yourself, know yourself and be 1000% honest with what it is that you want and what you're willing to do for that. And then use trial and error, figure out what works and make an adjustment and give yourself permission for that to change. If you're in a season of massive growth, it's going to look a little different than if you're in a season of hibernation and contemplation and growth in that way. So know yourself and give yourself some trial and error time. Number nine, sleep. I cannot stress this enough. Now, I know I just talked about waking up early, but yo, you've got to prioritize your health and your sleep. Anyone who has had little sleep for an extended amount of time and tries to get stuff done, you know that you've got that brain fog. You know that you're tired and you're cranky. So how can you prioritize sleep? I am someone that like really does well with an afternoon nap. And I know that that might be a luxury for some of you, but for me, I have created a lifestyle where I can take an afternoon nap. It might be a power nap for 20 minutes. It might be an hour nap, but I can get so much more done in the day when I have that time to reset. If you don't have that, how is your sleep hygiene? What are you doing at night? Are you looking at your phone? Are you using blue light blockers? Are you turning off the, the computer, the TV? Are you turning down the lights? Are you giving yourself, are you giving yourself the opportunity to be successful? And if you're not giving yourself an adequate amount of sleep, then you're not actually serving yourself and you're not serving your greater purpose. And sleep hygiene is like the biggest thing for me. If you haven't read The Sleep Revolution, you should check it out. It's super great and like really 
um, insightful. So anyone with physical goals, my dancers, yo, you guys, athletes, you must be getting your sleep. You are literally going to physically perform better with adequate sleep. Anyone that is working a lot and has big goals and needs to be productive and on it, you need sleep. And while we're talking about sleep, I also want to talk about what you put in your body. This is not another hack, but it 1000% helps. What you put into your body is fuel. And if you want to, if you have Lamborghini goals, you better be fueling yourself with Lamborghini level fuel. If you want to be an old Toyota, there's nothing wrong with Toyotas, but if you want to be an old Toyota or a Hyundai, okay, then eat some crap. But if you have goals that are big and massive, you need to fuel yourself with things that are going to serve you. So sleep hygiene and fuel, like super, super important to me. If you need help with the, with the food, please message me, please DM me. I will help you and get you like feeling amazing from the inside out so that your body is literally running like a well-oiled machine. It's going to be amazing for your productivity. And then lastly, number 10, have some freaking fun. Have some freaking fun, you guys. It cannot, you can't muscle your way to success. I mean, you can, but that just sounds horrible. Why do you want to add more stress and anxiety to your life? So how do you make this fun? How can you have fun? How can you, if you were to know the answer, what would the answer be? Because some of you are like, well, I don't know how to have fun with what I'm trying to do. So I want you to stop and ask yourself, if I knew the answer to this, what would the answer be? Whether that's a dance party, whether that's doing it with a friend, whether that's going to a coffee shop and having the most amazing, luxurious almond milk matcha latte while you do your work. Like, what can you do to make it fun? Because what's the point of of working so hard if you're not going to have fun along the journey? If you're not having fun now, it's not going to feel good at the end when you achieve your goal. So you've got to find the fun in the everyday moments. And whether that is saying one thing you're grateful for as you start your side hustle work for the night, or you say one thing you're grateful for for your body as you start your, your workout, or maybe you take a new workout class, whatever it is to allow you to have fun. Get an accountability buddy. Do it with a group. That's why I love group fitness classes. That's why I love my Arvon business because we do things together. Like You've got to make it fun because growth and, and goals, it's going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be things that are not going to feel good. So how do you balance it out with some fun? Literally, I challenge you to laugh at least once today and then again tomorrow and then again the next day and then again the next day after that. Please start having some fun. You'll be amazed. You'll be absolutely amazed at when you're having fun, how much more shit you can get done. So that was a lot. We're going to go through it real fast. Let go of perfection. Journal, whiteboard, write it in a notebook. Get your stuff out so you can see it. Make your list. Number three, set a time limit. Go for those power 15 minutes or power hours and get shit done. Number four, turn off your social so you can get stuff done. Number five, multitask when appropriate, if it's appropriate. And then six, don't multitask when it's not appropriate. Seven, do your creative work when you feel inspired. Number eight, know yourself. Figure out that trial and error and be honest. Number nine, sleep hygiene. Fuel yourself so that you can be productive. And number 10, have some freaking fun. Y'all, if this resonated with you, share with a friend. Let me know what your other productivity hacks are. And I hope you have the most amazing day ever. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. 
please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.